This call is now being recorded. Yes. All right. And we're live. It's working now. Yes, um, yes. Okay. All right. So, so what do you want to talk about? Well, what is our first topic? Do, are you able to see that? Because I can't look at my topics, I guess, unless I uh, go to like a speakerphone thingy and start looking. Sure, you can do that. Um, well, okay. I know that you said like drug hype terms or street drug oh. terms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, you and I have spent quite a lot of time sort of dabbling with different substances in different places, and uh, we've sort of experienced all the different shady people that could sell us those substances, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about sort of like uh, different terms and things we've heard people say. Just funny funny stories, maybe, or, or trends, but I don't know. Oh, um, you. I... Sure. I mean, what I what I have in front of me is an alphabetical listing of of <laughs> drug street terms. Like oh oh yes yes please please read some like, of those um, to me. Like let's see. Um, what an airhead is a marijuana user. I've never heard that one before. No, no that's airhead. that's. I mean, I know hophead. I know you know pothead, of course. Um, Dopehead, uh, or an an amp, an, <laughs> an amp joint. It's a marijuana cigarette laced with some form of narcotic. That that sounds hey, man. hey man, you want an amp joint? Hey man, I, I got the I got this I got this fire joint going right here. What's in it? Oh, it's amped. It's got it's amp. amp. I don't know. He's got, he's got a little ant. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. I used to, when I first got back from Heritage, and I, I used to go out to Santa Monica Pier and, and sort of that, that park area above the pier, Pacific Park right. or whatever it is, I used to meet this, uh, this black guy there named uh, Junior who had just gotten out of prison. You know, and been in for like ten years, and he had a he had a wife who was like this huge black, huge white woman, and she okay. had just got out of prison. She had just got out of prison too, and um, he he like he had one eye, and uh, he would he would sort of like look look not at you when he would talk to you. So it was like really tough to sort of like kind of get a feel for who you know what he was trying to say, but he would always go. Yeah, I got the fire. I got the ball. I got the fire. It's a flame. Yeah. And you know, like, if you like question, you know, but, but, but is it any good? You go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Okay. Uh, Zoomers. It's Zoomers. an individual who, it's an individual who sells fake crack and then flees. Oh, yeah! Zoomer. You don't want to watch out for them. Watch out for them zoomers. Man, that's cool to crack him and flee. Yeah, don't go in that corner. He he got that zoomer. Got that zoomer. Yeah. Is, is that is that spelled S? Is that spelled Z O O M E R? Yeah, like zoom. Like you're gonna zoom down the street and zoomers. Well, yeah, they but zoom they, away. 
the ER sure. part is the most the the ER part is the most important part. So that that clearly was made up by a white guy getting robbed by a black guy. Or yeah, this list is white, horrible. Yeah, yeah, this is not a good list at all. It, no, but it's not a good list um, at all. No, it's a horrible list. Okay, well, um, should we move on? No, or no, I think we should still okay. talk more about. Um, I think we should still talk more about the bad uh, drug list. Okay, because, cool. Because we, you know, you know what we do have? We have editing. Ah, editing is great. Editing is a fantastic thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, you know, it, it is. I don't. I don't know what else that, to that, say. That but actually, that's, is very yeah, important. that's yeah, yeah. It's really important. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah, think so, of it like, so you, this isn't live. You can, right. You know, play with um, it. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so I'd say maybe like half. Like it depends. Well, it depends on on the quality of the discourse. For sure. If if right, if we're just like fumbling around, but yeah. if there's some like there's some cool shit in there, then um, well, I can pull that out and um, yeah, and and make it sound uh, better than it really is. And you could also add effects to things too, like yeah, I can add effects. Yeah, uh, magic Marcus. Ste- uh, <laughs> that's horrible. Like a steerer, what? as opposed to a zoomer. A steerer is a person who directs customers to spots for buying crack. Ah, hey man, hey, where's the steerer at? Like, is that really a thing? They to, well, they used to have these lights. <laughs> Yeah, because they used to have these guys in London who did that too. It's a really interesting method of doing it. And uh, like you go to Camden Market and you walk across the bridge, like on the street, and there'd be these guys that were sort of looking and, and nodding their head at people and trying to get people to kind of get attention. <laughs> they were looking yeah. and nodding their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the people that knew better like knew what that meant yeah exactly exactly and those right? who didn't you know he was just like look at that friendly person so you you get pulled into that and they sort of say you know weed or crack mate weed or crack you know and and then from there from there you would be directed to somebody who was sitting down by the river like in viewpoint of the bridge who was sitting down okay. by the river and and that person was the holder and and the distributor. So okay, yeah, yeah. I guess. Maybe there's a better. Maybe there's a better. Uh, like uh, drug drug dealer. What what did I? What you write? You wrote something like drug dealer hype terms or? Yeah, I think so. It was really or interesting. Like, what like what came up it was, yeah your headline was more interesting than what I found so hold on right let me, let me type that in exactly and we have uh, oh oh uh, <clears throat> drug slang definition from the Baxter County Sheriff's Office yeah 
where's Baxter County? Um, well, that looks just just as bad. It's the same damn Ooh. list. <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh, but there's no zoomers on this one. Mm. YOLO is cocaine. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yo. I think yay. I've never heard yo. Go, oh, there yeah, you go. Because... Yeah, there's Zoomer. There he is. Zoomer. Ah. Stones, fake crack, and then please. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Where's Baxter County? Let's look. Let's find out where Baxter County is. Yeah, yeah I want to know that, too. It's got to be in Florida, right? Somewhere in the south. Florida. Alabama or Florida? I mean, come on. You know, there's probably several, but Arkansas. It's, it's in Arkansas. Ah. Uh, in Mount, Mountain Home, Arkansas. That sounds really bad. I won't go there. Baxter County. Well, let's, let's find out more about Baxter County, Arkansas. Okay, so. Okay. Baxter County is a county in the U.S. state of Arkansas. Uh, they yeah. have a population of 41,513 in the 2010 census. And, um, yeah, and they came up with the drug term list. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, the racial makeup of Baxter County is um, 96% non-Hispanic white. Right. 0.16% black. Point. Point five six percent Native Americans, point four one percent Asians, and one point twenty one point two five percent Hispanic or Latino. So they would, one they would know better. Yep. They, they would know there better. are two Asian there are two Asian families that live in that community, and they run the dry cleaner and the Chinese takeout. That right, <laughs> and then and then uh, there's some uh, ten Mexican dudes working at the car wash. Yep, or Something. mowing lawns. Well, it and then be like forty. There's like forty. There's forty. Uh, there'd be like forty uh, Mexican dudes in the whole city. Yeah, yeah. out of yeah, yeah, out of forty-one thousand. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. They got so much. Um, so much um, uh, popularity. Their drug list got so much popularity. Like, maybe they were the only ones who did it. Right. And oh, oh, here's okay. How about uh, drug slang and science your loved one is using? What? Say that again. Drug slang and other signs your loved one may be abusing drugs. Ooh. Um, Drug slang. Okay. Uh, Hell tells you may be dating an addict. Oh, you know what? Check it out. You know, mm. you're, I bet you can guess what's going on with this drug slang list. I bet you can guess. It's the same no, I list. can't. Uh, same list. Oh, Zoomers. Individuals who sell fake crack and then flee blood. 
Nigga. blood. Moses. Moses came I'm down from the mountain. Then Moses. Then Moses. Yeah. Moses. Then Moses came. Zombie weed? Yeah. No. No. It's it's weed dipped in um, PCP. Mm. Yeah. Rise from your grave. Baxter County this is very interesting like I know that really we were looking at at drug slang and um, you know the terms that are used on the street so to speak so for every everything I've looked at Mm -hmm. every list and I've looked at a few they're all the same list from Baxter County, Arkansas. That's so strange. What's really going on? That's How is that really creepy. That's not possible. What, do they own all of these terms? Did they buy them or something? I don't know. Uh, it's weird because all these different websites, whether they're yeah. drug treatment center websites or or uh, let's see what else right Uh, Urban Dictionary no the same list is is in the Urban Dictionary too no that can't be be right what is going on I think we've uh, I think we've gone down the uh, rabbit hole Alice Alice. 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 Wow. That's very weird. Creepy. Super creepy. Well, that may, that may, uh, kind of creep me out. Um, yeah, let's move on. Okay. That's too weird. That's too weird. Maybe you have to revisit that. But that seems to be and like now, a dead end. Dead end. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Hey, let's look for all the cool like drug terms that the kids are using these these days. You know, yeah. All those uh, kids on the street. And where yeah. did they come from? Baxter County, Arkansas. So wow. strange. It's so, funny though. It, 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 it's funny though because you know Mina. I bet Mina is pretty close to there, right? Because um, Mina, 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 Mina is where they were flying in all the drugs from the cartel. Is that right? Yeah, that's where Barry Seal was flying in all the drugs. They were landing at Mina, Arkansas Airport, and it was near oh. there that those. It was near there that those two kids were found dead by the the uh, railway, and they think that they possibly found something that fell out of one of Barry's planes, and they were murdered. And Clinton even blocked the reopening of that case about the kids. Oh wow! I just I just pulled something up. It's called the Crimes of Mina. 
the suppressed yeah. article. Right? Um, this is the article which had been scheduled to appear in the Washington Post. After having cleared the legal department for all possible questions of inaccurate statements, the article was scheduled for publication when just as the presses were set to roll, Washington Post managing editor Bob Kaiser, like George Bush, a member of the infamous Skull and Bones fraternity, killed the article without explanation. According to the sidebar, which appeared with the Penthouse Magazine version of the story, Bob Kaiser refused to even meet with Sally Denton and Roger Morris hiding in his office while his secretary made excuses. And then, uh, yeah, it talks about um, Barry Seal, gun runner, drug trafficker, and covert CIA operative extraordinaire. And then yeah, that guy was right. That guy was a real cowboy, man. Real cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wow, that's a lot to get into. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's find out. Let's find out. Um, Mina to Baxter Mountain Home. The Mountain Home is the uh, city. Uh, the county okay. seat of Baxter County. So let's see. Uh, see where they uh, where they are in relation to each other. Mm. <clears throat> it's a. It's a. Um, they're 221 miles from each other. Um, okay. Uh, it, interesting. Mina is right on the border of Oklahoma, and Mountain Home yeah. is right on the uh, border of uh, Missouri. So it's, right. on, it's on like opposite sides of the state, but not very far from each other. It's like a four-hour yeah. drive. Yeah, but we're talking about borders, right? I mean, borders are kind of important in drug trafficking, correct? Well, sure. I mean, so, right, so Mina is legitimately important in drug traf- the drug trafficking world, obviously. Yeah. So, right, and that's all like, you know, big-time uh, political... Uh, yeah, but then, but then we have the mountain home drug list, where where people are talking about um, zoomers and uh, zombie weed and yeah. and, uh, and woolas. What was it? The woolas? That was the uh, that was the uh, marijuana cigar dipped in malt liquor. <laughs> Yo, give me one of those woolas. Hey, you got a woola? Got one of the woolas? Yeah. I don't understand why anyone would want to do that. <laughs> Obviously, you couldn't smoke it while it was wet with malt liquor. That's not or could work. you? Or could you? I don't think so. Huh. Um... Now I'm curious about. Now I'm really curious about Mount, Mountain Home. Sounds like a scary place, anyway. Just the name. Yeah. Like it just sounds like really frightening. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I'm looking up there. Dru- Mountain Home drug problem. Check that out. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we have a, a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, um, Arkansas Drug Rehab, 
um, the Texarkana Gazette uh, you know, it's pretty quiet huh. how do I lose belly fat in two weeks what how do I lose belly fat in two weeks uh, like, that, is, that is the hold on one two three four five six that is the ninth item when you search for Mountain Home Arkansas drug problem can you favor and search for uh, Mountain whatever it's called uh, conspiracy Mountain Home Arkansas conspiracy yeah all right okay <clears throat> uh, here we, uh, Thomas Garrett Mountain View plot revealed in other conspiracies out of the Baxter bulletin this, this is from March 25th 2014. Okay. Um, here we go. Oh, I wish I could say I, I'm, I've got to save this. You remember the you remember uh, the picture of Randy Shackelford? Yeah. There's a picture of Randy Shackelford. Oh, you're fucking but kidding! He's using, but he's using a different name. No, it's got to be the it's got to be the same guy. He's calling himself Thomas Thomas Garrett. In this uh, in this article, but uh, he's a doppelganger from Shackleford. It's this. It's the same guy, man. <laughs> it's the same guy. I so feel, uh, I feel I I feel like okay, we are definitely read this article. Yeah, I'm going to read this article because it's, it's yeah. pretty short. But <clears throat> okay, so uh, Thomas Garrett. He, this, this is the uh, he is the um, Thomas Garrett is the opinion page editor of the Baxter Bulletin out of uh, Mountain Home, Arkansas. Yeah. And um, the headline is Mountain View Plot Revealed in Other Conspiracies. <clears throat> well, the UN is at it again. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I can't even... Okay. Well, the UN is at it again. According to Secure Arkansas, it is trying to take over Mountain View under the guise of the Arkansas Heritage Department, which proposed designating part of the town as a historic district. I don't know about you, but to me, nothing screams UN takeover as much as the State Heritage Department, charged with preserving Arkansas's history, trying to preserve a town's history and heritage. According to Secure Arkansas, it is all supposed to be a part of the nefarious Agent Agenda 21 plot the UN blueprint for world domination. What the UN wants to do building. I'm out. I'm out. Right. I'm you out. Want to be the stuff right now. I'm out. How is that even possible? So. So basically, you want me to wrap myself in tinfoil and believe it's all starting in in this fucking shitty place in Arkansas. Okay. But. Um, Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This guy doesn't believe it. This is a, oh. this is a satirical. This is a satirical. Okay. 
article about how ridiculous that is. Okay. Because it says the one thing here, uh, further down, it says only one thing is missing from all this. Proof. <laughs> I guess I've lived, I guess I've, I guess I've lived too close to Missouri for too long because I want someone to show me where these FEMA camps are. Show me the IRS ammo dumps. Show me proof anyone anywhere in America is confiscating guns and show me the Homeland Security tanks and the armored fighting vehicles. I've seen a couple of stories about local police departments getting surplus armored vehicles or military, although other than there being conversation pieces, the only reason the department gets them is because they were free. Yeah, yeah, I remember all of this when this was going on. There were like all these like uh, people filming like tanks being moved around the country and stuff and like military right. stuff. And and they were sort of calling it like uh, the end of times and sort of this is it. They're moving stuff. Things are going on now. You know, they're stepping up right. for, for something. But really what was going on is they, they just built far too many of these things. And they, they, they were either moving them to a dump yard or they were moving them to a police police station you know right right so it, uh, this final paragraph is, is pretty great it says yeah people need to be more people need to be more discerning in what they accept as facts just because somebody says the UN is trying to take over Mountain View or the federal government is ready to take your guns and throw you in a concentration camp doesn't make it so and if they're willing to share what they know for a price spend your money on a novel instead you'll get more value and entertainment for your money that way all right. All right. Wow. wow, he's this guy. This guy, uh, Thomas Garrett's fighting back. And he's fighting yeah. mad. He's probably dead by now. This was, uh, you know, four years ago. So, and, and With, he is uh, Rusty, and he is Randy Shackleford. So, yeah. So, right. So, uh, rest in peace, Thomas Garrett. Randy Shackleford. Rand, a, AKA Randy Shackleford. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to um, look at the, the crimes of Mina. I think uh, later because uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty long article here. That but um, it's I, but who knew who knew that that a dumb list of uh, drug terms would lead to uh, to a suppressed story about um, that. That haunts the reputations of three presidents, Reagan, Bush, and Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty deep, pretty deep shit, man. Okay, so should we move on? Yeah, what's going on with uh, Charlie Sheen these days? Charlie he, Sheen yeah. update. Charlie Sheen AIDS update. Yeah! All right, let's because take a look at what's going on with Charlie Sheen here. Charlie Sheen. On? Charlie, she, hold on a second. I'm trying to get there. Uh, let's see. Charlie Sheen owes almost five million in unpaid taxes. Charlie Sheen has reportedly racked up nearly five million in unpaid taxes, according to court documents obtained by the Blast. The actor star owes four point nine six seven three seven six. Point three one in back taxes for the year 2015. The federal tax lien was filed on February 18th for the documents. In 2010, 
Sheen was the highest paid TV star, racking up $1.8 million per episode of Two and a Half Men in January of 2011. The CBS sitcom went on hiatus when Sheen entered rehab shortly afterwards. Winning! The actor was fired from the show after public meltdown that included insulting creator Chuck Lorre. The next season, Sheen's character Charlie Harper was killed off and replaced by Ashton Kutcher, who went on to play billionaire businessman Walden Schmidt until the show concluded in 2015. Sheen 52 starred in FX Anger Management from 2012 to 2014, according to The Hollywood Reporter. He earned a fraction of per episode money he made at two and a half men's height. In February, Sheen listed his Beverly Hills estate for $9,999,999. The expansive Mediterranean-style home is located in the gated community of Mulholland Estates and features 8,932 square feet of living spaces. Living space, including seven bedrooms and seven and seven baths. Sheen has largely remained under the radar in in recent years after going public with his HBO with his HIV diagnosis in November 2015. Charlie Sheen has AIDS. So So, that's the Charlie Sheen update. (laughs) So he pushes Mansion on the market for the random price of. $9,999,999. $9,999,999. What? $9,999,999. Winning! That's random. That's pretty random. He's pretty random. He's uh, quite random. He is a warlock, though, so that has something to do with it, right? Adonis DNA. Is that right? Does he, does he call himself a warlock? Yeah, I think he did call himself a warlock at one point, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, he's, well, here's one of the features of this house, if you're in the market. Yeah. Um, it has a master suite with its own dumbwaiter for snacks from the kitchen. Ooh. A screening, a screening room and a wet bar complete with bar stools and signage and a cigarette machine. Mmm. However, he won't be sleeping in his Beverly Hills home much longer if all goes according to plan. He's just listed the seven-bedroom, seven-bath mansion in Mahone the States for the curious price of $9,999,999. That's over 9000 Over 9000 Over 9000 He bought the place in 2006 for $7,200,000. Yeah. Um, so if he sells it, he'd be making a nice profit. Not much, though. I mean, two million to Charlie Sheen kind of goes up his nose in five minutes. That's true, what he, because he was making like that much per episode, right? I mean, mm. True. True. It's really, nothing. No, take, I think no takers. No takers on the uh, on the mansion. No. You could, you uh, could get it's lovely. I'm looking at I, pictures. I'm sure. It's, uh, it's really a, a beautiful place. Yeah. It really, yeah. It's, uh, at least from the from the from poolside, it, uh, mm. it's quite nice. Is there is there a view? 
um, there's only one picture here. Oh. And it's just, uh, it looks actually, you know what? It looks like an artist rendering. It's not even, <laughs> I don't even think that's the real house. It's not even the real house, man. Oh, man. It's a painting. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. No, so, uh, well, he's, okay, so he has a tax problem. Yeah. Um, and he's also being sued by uh, all his goddesses, right? Yeah, but the I'm ones sure that he, he gave can... AIDS to. I'm yeah, I'm sure he's fine with that though. I mean, he was wearing those goatskin condoms, remember? Right, but they still uh, contracted. Uh, like, didn't they? Yeah. Them, like, get sick too. Right? I don't know if if that's been confirmed yet. I don't know. Well, hey, here's good news. Yeah. Corey Haim's mom. Yeah. Uh, the the late great Corey Haim, his mom, uh, has, says that um, Charlie, she never touched my son. So that's good. <laughs> yep. It's like that's we good. know that. That is good. I mean, because God I kind of Charlie, she touches her son. Yeah, I I kind of knew that rumor was kind. Because there was this rumor that he, because there was this rumor about Haim getting butt butt raped by Sheen under the bleachers after some like filming or something, but I don't think oh. it was true. It was like a horrible rumor. Judy Haim tells the Blast her son never made her aware of a single sexual assault allegation against Charlie Sheen, and only spoke of a single incident with one aggressor who was not Sheen. Yeah. Not as capitalized. Not Sheen. Not Sheen. Oh, good. When he's pulled this to Dr. Oz, which is like, it's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? Well, that woman, that woman is a piece of shit, too. Her, his mom? Yeah. Really? She looks like a horrible well, person. Well, I mean, who the fuck lets their kid become a child star and then get raped? I mean, clearly he was being, clearly he was being left at people's houses and sort of left well, alone right, constantly. Right. Sure, sure, that's not okay. And, you know, one of the things that Sean Austin talked about was like the appalling, you know, lack of parental supervision on the set of The Goonies with Heyman Feldman. Okay. And just how there was right. just, there was no one there watching them at all. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, oh, speaking of uh, Feldman, he, he he's here's uh, <laughs> like recently. Like, what's going on with him? Well, he got stabbed, right? Well, he's claiming to have been stabbed. It's all yeah. very it's all very it's all very um, unclear. Like, what's going on here? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, because, it seems quite. Well, it just seems strange because normally you don't have to claim that you've been stabbed. Yeah. Like, it's not really something that, um, like other people, like, I guess other people would claim it for you. Like, yeah. Hey, like Corey Sheen, or Corey Sheen. Hey, that's a, that's a faux pas. Corey Sheen has been stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who man. is Corey? Who is Corey Sheen? 
Next on E.T., who is Corey Sheen? Oh, my gosh. I I um, think... Here's here's my problem with Dolphin, okay? Cause can I talk about this? Just Because yeah. I've been sort of... Because I've been following this quite... Quite closely. Right, so, he's on our Twitter feed. Right, so... Here's the thing, right? The thing with Feldman is, if you wanted someone to come forward to expose this massive pedophile ring that's clearly being covered up in Hollywood, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't want it to be Corey Feldman. Do you right. get what I'm saying? Yeah, like his credibility is a little lacking. He's he's probably the worst representation of who you want to expose it. And it's making everyone else look shitty. In the meantime, in the meantime, no Hollywood reporter will touch these stories at the moment for fear that they won't get other sources. Right. Right. And so this is, this is a debacle because there's a huge story bubbling here. And Clearly, there's a lot of shit that's been going on that no one's been seeing. So, there's this whole Dan Schneider thing, and it's really bothering me. I didn't want to bring this up until next week, but I might as well bring it up now because it sort of ties in. Do you know Dan Schneider? Uh, no. So, Google Dan Schneider. It's all kind of been also uh, been uh, these stories like this have been kind of usurped lately with all of the uh, bizarre Nexium stuff, which is yeah, which is um, well, we can talk about that after um, this guy, uh, the TV producer, right? Yeah, Dan Schneider, that guy, that guy. Oh, that guy, huh? Wow. Okay. So, so in 2014, this gamer kid who has sort of a high follower uh, uh, YouTube channel goes on uh, his YouTube channel and starts ranting about Dan Schneider, you know, and saying, listen, if, if I hear about you attacking another teenage girl again, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come down there and I'm gonna kick your ass. You know, that was right. our first sort of like peek at this and hint that something was up. So this guy was hosting pool parties unsupervised with multiple, you know, like with groups of kids. You know. Okay. And All right. and was basically running the show at Nickelodeon. Yeah. From ahead of the class, ahead of Nickelodeon, huh? Yeah. Because that's why I recognize it from the stupid show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Now, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon has already had like. So you can tie four guys who worked at Nickelodeon during that time who have been busted for child assault. And so right. what was going on there was clearly a, a net. So you can tie four guys who worked at Nickelodeon during that time 
who have been busted for child assault. And so right. what was going on there was clearly a, a network and a ring and it, having their pick of the kids at the pool party. I see. Wow. It's crazy. It's pretty dark, man. Yeah. And it's been it's been swept because you can see that Nickelodeon quietly got rid of him. And it's right. kind of and, you know what? I, I looked up his Wikipedia page, and there's, there's nothing on, even on, on his wiki about it. Like, which is okay. Well, no. Okay, so so go Dan Schneider, and then click the news the news search. But, well, I'm you'll at get the, all the. Uh, well, I'm looking at um, a report on Deadline about how Nickelodeon parts ways with uh, Dan Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all they all they wrote is uh, following many conversations together about our next direction, the future opportunities. Nickelodeon and our longtime creative partner Dan Schneider have agreed to not extend the current deal. That's all. That's the only statement that's been uh, that they were, that they put up. Interesting. Yeah. So, but then it goes on about. He, uh, about Schneider has been under a cloud of suspicion for the treatment of some younger stars of his shows among other, other things that have raised eyebrows or has tweeted photos of the toes of his young female stars that's super creepy he, he, he had this scene with Ariana Grande where he shot her like licking her toes and like eating her toes and this was part wow. of the scene and so he clearly has some like toe thing um and Uh then also uh if you look at like i mean granted granted any child star is going to be fucked up but if you look at amanda Bynes, she's pretty fucked up from whatever was going on there sure you know and she sort of had a a rough go at it once she left there i I don't know you know she she was getting into a lot of trouble Oh, definitely. You know, I felt really bad about that. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. There's not a like. There's just not a whole lot. No. No one. No one will touch it, Marcus. No one wants it. No reporter wants it, and no no publication will will publish it. It's so fucked up. It's it's so quiet. Right, so I guess like the Me Too movement doesn't apply to children. No. Right, like that—that's like the real scandal. That—that is—that is my absolute objection with Hollywood at the moment, and how sickening it is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're sitting wow. in a room. You're sitting in a room talking about Me Too, Me Too, Me Too. Meanwhile, there are pedophiles that you're drinking wine with, sitting at the tables with you, shouting me too, too. Right. Wow. I don't know. I mean, because they, I'm reading this a little bit of the Washington Post article. Yeah. He's being described as the, the Norman Lear of kids television and the Aaron Sorkin of tween sitcoms. Yeah, in a T 
Keen TV's reigning champ who can't seem to catch an idea without turning into an unwieldy pile of cash for Nick. Right? Why would they? Right. But that's but, you know that that's Viacom though, and also like his merchandise is is, is through the roof. You know, sure. so he's worked so much. Hmm. Wow. The reason this all came up, the the reason this all came up though, is because of the four people who were caught and busted, who were in this mm-hmm. circle. Right. There's no confirmation about this guy, but clearly there were like four people working on that show or or on his shows who were abusing kids. Right. That's right. Like the all, it's just crazy. The article is is mostly like a piece praising sure. his ability to to uh, like launch shows that, and it's all very, sure. it's all very um, like sparse on the because the headlines like the sudden end of Dan Schneider's time in Nickelodeon, where he built an empire. And then but why? The goes on. Why? They almost, almost like nothing, almost nothing, if not nothing, about why. Like yeah. this goes on and on about all the successes. And, yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> right? It's just weird. Yeah. It's really weird. It's really fucking weird. Whoa. And then I mean, you could just, you could go. You could do searches for like just one person after another, like that would uh, and lead you to you know more and more strange things regarding all the people surrounding him too. Yes, right. Hey. Like, um, like what what was really going on uh, like during the head of the class years, right? Like, right. Right with like what? Crazy. And and Downey Downey reportedly said something about him, but it's not been confirmed that it was Downey. But Downey basically called him a monster. If you if you cross reference Downey Jr. talking about Dan Schneider, you'll you'll see you'll see the quote. Wow. Furiously typing away. <laughs> well done, Marcus. Well done. All right. Okay. <clears throat> ah. Okay. So. <clears throat> so he's the guy that blew the whistle, basically. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm seeing. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> so the the Jezebel headline is secret celebrity cattle actually Robert Downey Jr. And then there's a Reddit about why is Robert Downey Jr. believed to be on this internet whistleblower. 
Nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Dan Schneider, the biggest pedophile no one talks about. I don't. I just don't get it. It's pretty. It's very frustrating. Yeah, it's it's pretty harsh, man. I mean, I can imagine there are, there are some kids out there or some grown adults now who are very frustrated with it all, you know? Right, so... So, uh... Basically, Nickelodeon is just giving him a pass. Saying, yeah. Uh, Thanks for all the cash. And, and you, like, whatever. Because the, they're people. It's not like, a, you know, they're people. It's yeah. not like Nickelodeon. It's another person. Yeah, who's making this decision? Because that gets confusing too when people talk about, oh, the company is cutting ties. Well, no, uh, a person or a group of people had a conversation no. with somebody else, and they're saying we can no longer work with you. Wink, wink. We know why. Thanks for all yeah. the money. Yeah. Right, and um, that's, that's who's that? I mean, who's to say that? Uh, that's just a, a front anyway because doesn't that happen all the time like, yeah oh sure. sorry we can't work with you personally you better rename your company and get back behind the scenes um, I mean why why wouldn't someone do that like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put the uh, yeah, I'm gonna put the house in my mother's name you know <laughs> right like, like right. I don't own anything everything's in the Uncle Uncle Junior's name like yeah um, yeah yeah like Trump like the guy doesn't have any money of his own why, yeah why would he I mean, why would he that's, that's, like he was <laughs> well also it's all also, other money. also leading into walks like Litchfield when the Fed right. raided when the Feds raided those facilities down below the border I think you know one with Samoa Oh, no, it wasn't the feds. It was the Samoan police and then also the Mexican authorities yeah. shut down uh, high impact. One of the things that was, was put together in his deposition was that, you know, he didn't, he didn't have any, he didn't have any access. He didn't know where the money was. He didn't know where any of the money was. And it wasn't anywhere. It's right. sort of like, it's like, putting it into different places and just not actually holding it for yourself. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like having it, you know. Right. And always and somehow we, having access. Sure. I mean, isn't it, how much, how much easier is, is life if, if it's, it's not your money, but you can spend it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, right. Like, it's just like, hey, you just, uh, you're just ordering, ordering stuff up that you need like your plane or your your cocaine or your hooker and, and yeah. you never touch a dollar no sure. yeah wow very interesting uh, so uh, do you want to move now, on to the next look topic at, look at poor poor Charlie Sheen man he just kind of got left in the dust here 
he was like the main topic of conversation and uh I know. Well, Charlie is not actually that. Yeah, Charlie is sex with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Complaining about it, not sure. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta get my goat skin condom. I've just skinned a live goat, and I've got some goat skin. They're very, very, like, they're very, very unsafe. Although, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just put this. Uh, unsafe condom on well what what I do is I just stick my dick into a goat and then the goat goes into you and and yeah we're winning <laughs> yeah either they're money hungry or they're thick as bricks Jesus Christ <laughs> the thing the thing is Charlie Charlie isn't near Charlie isn't near as interesting as the people who were around Charlie Sheen at that time like it seems like they have more of the rabbit hole and like particularly the people lurking in the background who we still don't really know the names of like Alfie the soda pop club guy right and right. his brother or you know Kirk, all those you know, those guys right like what right all his buddies because um, yeah because he was always really upfront about kind of what he was doing like in fact yeah you know, he was rather proud of it um, yeah, not really much to hide. Or, no, um, no. So all of these other like associates were kind of like shielded from the truth by his uh, larger than life statements and persona. Yeah, I mean it's very easy to hide in, in behind. It's easy to hide behind Charlie Sheen. Old sure, Chuck. winning. Yeah, winning. Right. So those are. Uh, capital letters hashtag winning <laughs> oh uh, let's see what's going on um, should we move on yeah you know the next thing is uh, another like heavy duty like thing yeah I don't really want to do that I, w- I was I was thinking we could pass on that till till next week because I feel oh. like this particular article isn't isn't even relevant so anymore right. so uh, uh um can we move on to Arnold's tricep quintuple bicep bicep muscle yeah I, 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 the Arnold yeah, he's uh yeah he's uh thank you all for caring we're uh, moving forward yeah That's yeah I'm uh, very sick now uh, I'm not I'm not back yet but I will be yeah uh, I thought He's that he back. was shooting. I thought that he was shooting triplets with Eddie Murphy, his brother, and Danny DeVito, his brother. Um, but clearly, Is that real? In the hospital. yeah, that, that's being made. Yeah, at some point. I just want you to know that I'm feeling much better. Like, yeah, my positive attitude. I'm great because I'm not great yet. I will be great, but not yet. Great is a totally different level, but I'm good. I feel good. Everything is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, everything is fantastic. That's the quote. Yeah. He said, I'm not yeah. good when I'm great, but I'm not great. Like, I'm good when I'm not great. Great is a totally different level. Hey, listen to me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not great, okay? I'm not fantastic. Fresh in my mind really... in my memory a little bit. Yeah, I'm a cranium. Using the cranium. Yeah, uh, Right, playing chess. 
Yeah. We move forward. I'm going forward. I was there in touch with you and thank you for being such jewels. You all jewels of the queen, crown. I said queen to I5. Queen to I5. Okay, so uh <clears throat> Schwarzenegger surgery was the result of the complications arising during a planned heart valve replacement after the original mm. valve had been put in back in 1997 due to a congenital heart defect. Yeah. So uh Yeah. You know we never we never heard about uh I I don't ever I don't recall hearing about heart surgery back in 1997. I remember it. I mean, maybe we're just a little blip, but uh I remember it very well. I remember his first oh. quintuple bypass. Yeah, I'm having the first quintuple bypass. The quadro quintuple. The quadro. <laughs> the quadro. <laughs> <laughs> they do it four times on each valve. Yeah, because the valve yeah. is freaking meaty. They've got to do it four different times on each valve, so it's a quadruple quintuple. Yeah, it means four. It means four, four replacement valves. Yeah, the valves. Uh, uh, I have four valves each for each chamber. Four valves yeah. chambers. It's very pumped. <laughs> it's not like a regular California heart. It's pumped. No, most people get the single quintuple. I'm having the quadral, quadrilateral, full, full flex of the muscles. <laughs> four times four oh. times the power four times the pain I'm going to take the four wows all four of them they're going to be separated and re-put together again for one moment my heart will stop and I will be dead and then I will feel the gas and then I'll come back fantastically Model T-1000 and exoskeleton skin over human flesh with four valves and quintuple bypass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, it's going? too good. Too good. <laughs> Listen. Listen, I have my personal... I have a major update. It feels so good to be back and I remain so, so grateful for all of you for your healing thoughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, and and I want you to know that all the nannies that are salivating for my cock will be waiting by the sidelines for when I'm ready to fuck them again. Yeah, yeah. Who's your daddy? Remember, I'm a former Miss Olympia and Conan and Terminator and the Goblinator of California. I killed the predator. I told you I'll be back. I was shooting. Who's your dad? <laughs> Who's your daddy? And what does he do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snapchat is Yeah, I'm going to show you my sausage in my Snapchat. It's a kielbasa. Yeah, yeah. Then don't ever call me a self-made man. No. <laughs> don't ever... What? He said that. <laughs> don't miss my commencement address at the University of Houston. And don't ever call me a self-made man. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Major update. I remain so grateful to you all for being healing thoughts. You are the healing. He's at the R&D kitchen in Santa Monica. There he is. 
Yeah, I can feel all of the healing thoughts bouncing into my body and through my quintuple bypass, through all the wows. Even though my heart is a black box, I know now that I can feel you thinking about me and it feels good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think we should move on to uh, what? Oh, what? Go on. Finally, this was the first time I went out after my surgery. I did in my favorite place, RIP, Restaurant Santa Monica. Oh, it felt so good to finally be out and not to be a prisoner of my own home anymore. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, it felt so good to not be locked up in my super uber mansion with my copper in my fantastic 42 nannies who were servicing me. I, I am finally free. Oh <sighs> my gosh. That was cool. It was nice that we could get a, a quote directly from mm. uh, coming out of Adi. Yeah. The man, so good. I'm the man himself. I'm the man. I'm going to talk now. It feels so good to be in the Santa Monica restaurant, my favorite restaurant. It feels so good to be out of my prison. Yeah. They call it a prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, so, you know, we were going to talk about um, yeah, illegal weed isn't the isn't the uh, boon small business thought it would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Uh, so, uh, okay. Sure. Everyone's lining up. The drop in retail I, prices. Do you know what I think, though? Because I read, I read, I also read an interesting article that, that was talking about how the larger farms saturated the market purposefully to destroy the smaller farms and they're the ones right. basically controlling the pricing right now sure and that There's makes an sense about uh yeah it's about washington and um yeah so uh <clears throat> they uh it's like eight dollars. The average price per gram in Washington State is about is eight dollars. Yeah, and um, they're not. A researcher with a Rand Corporation, right? What? What? How would? <laughs> why are they involved? Why, why would the Rand Corporation be researching the price of wheat? That's that, that's, very, that's a story yeah. into itself. Like that doesn't even sound. Yeah. What? A think tank in Santa Monica is researching the price of Washington weed. What? Um, they said, they're a quote from Stephen Davenport, a researcher with the Rand Corporation. The average price per gram in Washington is about $8, and it's not clear where the floor is going to be. So they're, it's just being started, it's starting to be treated like. Um, like a stock, like the stock market, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, hmm. Producers in September of last year 
we're getting an average wholesale price of two dollars and fifty three cents a gram. Oh God! That's it. Right. Oh, the retail right. The retail price was um, seven dollars and forty five cents. Yeah. Uh, the year pre- previous to that, the price was. Um, Twelve dollars and thirty-two cents a gram. This is retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, and now it's dropped to below eight dollars. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, we we experience this, you know. Sure. Directly, like uh, you just, you know, every time you, every time a new um, market opens up. Regardless of whether there's, uh, you know, inter inter like gray market interstate commerce or not, the price is gonna it's gonna drop. Sure. There's an overabundance. Like everyone wants to, sure. everyone's growing so, so much. So, I mean, that's just kind of a natural thing that happens. But but no one seems to like want to. Uh, like recognize it or I guess or sure um, yeah I don't I don't know I just I just think realistically this is the worst possible time to be getting into the marijuana business you know starting sure. two three starting two three years ago it was just a bad time right right oh this is interesting like uh So this is it. okay. So this is quote here from Jeffrey. Uh, I don't. Who is, who is this guy? Uh, I don't know who the guy is. Some if you look okay. elsewhere in the article, but basically this person says that you can grow all the THC consumed in the entire country. On less than ten thousand acres. Right? That's common so size for a Midwest farm. Common size for a Midwest farm is a thousand acres. This is like, um, like a. What would happen if a pot farm could be as large as a wheat and wheat or cornfield? Yeah, yeah. Um, according to this author, ten reasonably sized farms could conceivably produce the entire country's supply of marijuana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I mean, there, there's the issue. Like, yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a it's it's a it's a large like niche market. Yeah, um, yeah, right, and you know, um, there's just not enough uh, there's just not enough demand for the amount of, of product that's out there. Right. Right. You know, regardless, right. like, and, and yeah. it's only going to be more and more and more product that is, that demand mm-hmm. is not going to keep up with. So prices are going to continue to just fall, and that will normalize over time. Like, sure. it will just be like a lot less expensive, and that will be the norm. Yeah, but it's not going to be the it's not going to be the big money maker that people you know think that uh, it, no. it should be. I guess should be. I don't know. Like, or once was, but that was all. 
that was all on the, on the black market. I mean, 20 years ago, when I was uh, growing in uh, in Northern California, yeah, two guys, two other guys and me, we grow <laughs> uh, two pounds every 45 days. Yeah, and that would that would um, gross us. Uh, Twenty five hundred, or excuse me, five hundred, excuse me, five thousand dollars a pound, or ten thousand dollars like every two months on two yeah. pounds. Yeah, and uh, that's <laughs> weed is not five thousand dollars a pound anymore. Um, no, you're lucky to get a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's uh, bad right now. It's really bad. Yeah, I guess, but I, I think, uh, I, I guess, uh, that's what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you could find ways to, uh, I mean, I guess you could find ways to somehow be profitable, but like, I don't, I can't think of any, any way to really do that. Unless you just, uh, grow shitty weed and uh, sell it on the street <laughs> I, mean, I mean my in my mind I think that if you had a whole setup already where you had distribution all figured out and marketing all figured out prior like people like Jungle Boy who have yeah. uh, you know their own market going in their own collective and their own grows and their own you know concentrate labs you know they've got right. it all set already you know, that's, that's different. It. Yeah, right. Treat it more like a um, um, well, like a like a what would you call it? like a full shop? Like you own everything. Yeah. And so your profit margins are are lower, but yeah, but either you have um, a good volume and can continued sales. So there's always there's always cash flow, and sure, and yeah, have, and, and it's and it's varied. So uh, you're making money, and, and it's your it's it's your own product that you've marketed, and it's your own strains that you've created. So right. therefore, regardless of price everywhere else, you can still make the same fucking money. It doesn't matter. People will still come for that product and that specific strain sure. of flavor. Yeah. Sure. It's like it's like right, like any market, like um, sure. like cars, for instance, right? There's like cheap cars and there's yep. really expensive cars and, and, mm-hmm. and uh there are less of the uh I mean, obviously less Bentleys are sold than Toyotas, but uh but, but they still you know, sell. both companies are they still in still business, sell. you know. Sure. The, the the point is is that they still sell. And that's the right. point. And like There'll always be a market for that specific type of car. There'll always be sure. people who want to buy something expensive and feel sexy in their car. You know? Right, right. Right, and, yeah. and I think that, I think technology is, is uh, coming into play a lot, you know, because there's, uh, you know, um, you've got uh, marijuana, you know, marijuana water, right? And, uh, yeah. 
yeah. or uh, or uh, uh, or, or crystallized uh, THC that sure. um, that nobody can make unless you have uh, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of equipment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so some small business they can't they can't compete with that. They just can't, they can't produce that that no. product. And um, or um, and there's and then and there are licensing issues, you know, too. Of course, like um, they're like you can't. Yeah, like I mean, in yeah, here's the deal. Like in Washington, there's only there's only uh, uh, they're like a thousand. Okay, like it says there's a thousand Washington companies with active licenses that will allow them to produce edibles. Yeah, in the last in the last twelve months, only seventy four com- companies sold an edible mm. out of a thousand. Because uh, that's crazy. The five largest edible producers were responsible for fifty one point one five percent of the thirty eight million dollars in edibles sold in those twelve months. Right. The top twenty, the top twenty edible producers accounted for ninety-one percent of the edibles uh, during that time period. So, like, there's definitely people making money, but it's just like anything else. Like, it's this big, it's the big company squeezing out the little guy. Yeah, yeah. Which was like, of course, that's going to happen. People were scared. Of course. Uh, uh, prior to legalization, that that's exactly what would happen, and of course it is because. Because they have the capital to to not worry about losing money, like they don't have Correct. to worry about losing money. They can they can just keep producing. Like look at a company like Amazon. Yeah, they they yep. didn't make money for like fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, and they're still barely profitable. Yeah, that's crazy. Like right, uh, I don't think I don't think Facebook is profitable. Uh, certainly, a no. lot of these tech companies aren't profitable, but but they have. They have market valuation, so they they have like this like intrinsic value that is recognized. So even though the company itself doesn't make money, the people that work that work there do because yeah. all of the all of the revenue they get is is like they don't they don't really care about their bottom line. Because it's not that important to them. No. That's, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, it's rather a long-term monopoly game, actually. <laughs> it's sort of like you buy Mayfair and you sit on it, even though it's worth nothing right now. Inevitably, mm-hmm. when everyone else dies, because you've held Mayfair, and everyone else has died from paying the rent that you have, you win. Right. Right. That's it. That is it. Oh well. Oh well. I tried. I tried so, to get into that industry. I did my best. We tried very hard. I really, I really, really am sort of bitter about it all at the moment. But you know, my mother lost everything, so. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yep. Anyway, Marcus, I I think we should end now because I need to urinate. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. That's uh, cool, man. 
Yeah. And then, all right. So we've we've done it. We've done the first part. Fucking and, uh, epic. And we'll, and we'll get better and we'll get better and better at it. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, by tomorrow I should have a, a rough idea of, of what this looks like. And, cool. Uh, I have a I have an optometry appointment tomorrow. It'll, okay. That's the other reason I wanted to like. Yeah, yeah. Do this at eleven yeah. because I realized I had an appointment. Uh, so. Right. Yeah. If, if maybe maybe if not tomorrow, but like because I'm off uh, Wednesday during the day too. So I'm gonna like just see what we've got, and, and I need to find the right um, editing file. So yeah, we did our inaugural version of the. Uh, V2V podcast and uh, it's in the books so cool so cool <laughs> so cool we'll do this every how week long, this is cool I mean how long how long have we been talking about this though for real Radio Venice you know oh kind of right. what we wanted it's kind of what we wanted well, man it is. It it is. and so what we what we can do with this like I know you have to go but like what we can do is have the whole thing, and then we can have the, the also the chopped up segments for each topic too. And, and yeah, like the next time we do this, we can have like more of a cheat sheet about like and more like an agenda for maybe for each one of us, or like we could share it. Yeah, like <clears throat> that might that would be cool. So we can like um, better say like on on the specific topic. But this is this was cool. Like this was fun. Okay, man. Love you. All right. Love you too, brother. Bye, brother.